0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you please pray with me on this Christmas morning? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful, gracious gift you have given us through your Son, Jesus. We pray that you would remove distractions from our hearts and minds and open our ears to hear your word. In your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Christmas cards are fascinating to me. And... Many of you may think for one reason or another why that might be for you. And as much as I love seeing uh, the connection with the people and what's going on in their lives and the uh, short stories to multi-page novels that people (laughs) write and include in their envelopes, um, Christmas cards at a much more basic level are really fascinating to me. And here's why. I don't know how they make words shiny. So paper in my mind isn't shiny. Ink in my mind isn't shiny. And so when I get these beautiful, wonderful Christmas cards that say Merry Christmas and peace and joy to the world and all these wonderful Christmas blessings and they're in gold and silver and everything else, to me that's fascinating, how they get the paper to do that. A little bit into the mind of one of your pastors who is fascinated by some of the simplest things. I know but they are these wonderful shiny cards my family and I some years ago I don't actually remember when it started but we it must have been when we had kids they really loved going to the mailbox to go see what cards were in the mailbox what envelopes were in the mailbox who they were coming from and so we would go each evening and go grab the cards from the mailbox and bring them in and as we sat down to dinner around the table we would open up Christmas cards and it's just become a beautiful tradition Except I keep getting distracted by the shiny words on the cards. But we would open them up and hear from folks from you know long away places and far away places and folks that we haven't heard from from a long time. And we got to hear their Christmas blessings for us. These beautiful words of hope, and peace, and joy, and love, and merriment. And as we would open up those cards, we would then take them and put them on the wall, and it's amazing to see all of them gathered together, and every so often I walk by expecting, I don't know why, but to see my reflection in some of those shiny words, and I never quite could, it's not quite that reflective, but the brightness of those words and the brightness of those messages were still there now, posted on the wall in the center of our house for us to look at. And it kind of reveals something. See, I would look at those words, and I would look at all of those beautiful thoughts, and I would see also kind of what's in my heart on a day-to-day basis. And I would see this beauty of perfection and these wonderful things that were up on the wall, yet as I walked through every day, I knew not every day quite reflected the hope and the joy that was in those cards. There was a lot or darkness, whether it was in here or whether it was the way that we may not get along one morning or one afternoon or when homework needed to be done or whatever the case may be. And as I think of John's words, it makes a lot of sense to me. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was there. At the beginning, creating all things. There alongside the Father. There at the moment of creation when joy and hope and peace and love and happiness and merriment. All the beautiful things of the world were there and present as it all came to life. In this beautiful way through the word. And then John shifts. He was also the light. The light that came into the darkness. But the darkness could not understand it. And see, that's the part. I get It's always amazing, you know, you go into a room and it seems fairly lit until there's a brighter light. Wake up in the middle of the night, you can see things in the room. Your eyes have adjusted to that darkness. You're able to live and walk and More often than not, not stub your toes on things. As you walk around the house in the dark, you know where things are at. You can handle things. Even though you may not see them perfectly clear, you know about where things are at and you can manage your way through the darkness. How much of life feels like that to you sometimes? You know there's moments where we manage our way through the darkness. We handle whatever it is going on in our hearts, whatever it is going on in our minds, whatever it is going on in the household, and we can just kind of say, well, we're going to leave the lights dim for a while, and we're going to manage our way through this darkness until there's something brighter." You know, someone comes in and turns the light on in the room, and your eyes can't quite handle it at first. Everything washes out like sitting in the corner of a manger staring at the sun. There's this way in which you just can't see things clear. Oh, you're in shade now. That works out really well. (laughs) You know what that's like when the light comes on, someone shines a flashlight or just turns a room light on and all of a sudden it's overpowering and the darkness that you're in can't quite handle it or understand it and it flees away. There's this moment in a C.S. Lewis book, if you've ever had a chance to read his space trilogy, uh, just jump to the middle one, Paralandra. Right in the beginning, there's a character named Ransom and he's visited by this being, this light. And it's a light that doesn't quite make sense to him because his reality was like this, square and normal and feeling like you're in the midst of a TV here, there. No, this is kind of cool when you're not wired. You can just like walk right out here. And the word <laughs> dwelt among them. No, so you know, this guy is standing there and as he is standing there, this light, this being shows up and now all of a sudden everything in his reality is off kilter. But he knows that, like, as he looks at this light, it seems like the light that's off-kilter, but he knows that the light is true. And he's having a hard time wrapping his head around what it is like for that thing to be true, and now everything else not makes sense. The darkness couldn't understand the light. And see, as those words sit within our house, that's what it feels like sometimes. I see that truth of God. I see those beautiful words of hope and peace and joy and love that are revealed to us from the heart of those that sent them to us. And as much as I may not understand it day to day, I know that that's true. I know that those words are true. Those words not only reveal the heart of the people that sent them, but those words reveal what God has for us in Christ. Because as that word, became flesh and dwelt among us. I mean, you remember the living nativity, that little baby being held, that little trough in which he was laid, that word wrapped in our flesh, light wrapped in our darkness to bring light and life to men. It's kind of an amazing thing to stand here and preach from a space like this, thinking of what it may have looked like for Christ to live in a space like this. And then to know that that little baby, wrapped in flesh, so so fragile, that word of God, the Son of God, looking and living exactly like us, had a different end. To see a cross in a place like this is of a juxtaposition something that we can't quite wrap our heads around sometimes that light that was the life of men that was going to die a death we deserve as that pure innocent wonderful child of god takes our darkness upon himself and as much as at home we post those beautiful words and hang them on the wall and then they get taken down in time, and thrown away. We don't keep them forever. That word of God, that light that came into the darkness, had grown up and revealed God's love and peace and hope and joy and grace to people. But they couldn't quite wrap their heads around it. So they may have lifted him up for a little while. He ended up being lifted up on that cross and put away into the darkness of an empty tomb. See, even in that empty tomb and in that darkness, that darkness could not overcome the light of men, the light of God, the Son of God, the Word made flesh, as he became alive once again. And that light shone in the darkness, and it blew the darkness away. The darkness couldn't hold on to it. And as that light came out and walked again amongst men. They could see God's heart for them. Life after death. Forgiveness of sins proclaimed into their ears a word that they could not hear from anywhere else, but a word from God spoken on the lips of a risen Savior so that they would know God's grace and mercy for them. Because the darkness may hold on to things for a while. He can't hide the light. And as Christ lived, and as Christ's light shone into that darkness and revealed God's grace for people, something that they may not have understood at first, but after he rose from the grave, they could see that this man that they knew was also God. And that same God comes to you, that bright, shining Word of God, as that word is proclaimed to you for the forgiveness of your sins, the grace that Christ alone reveals to you from the Father, just like those beautiful, wonderful cards that we receive, they have those beautiful, shiny words on them and let us know what people wish for us. We get that same beautiful word from God, the bright, shining word of Christ saying, You are loved, beloved child, you are forgiven of your sins, and you have life, life that will not be taken away by death, a light given to you by God that will not be uh, shut out by the darkness at all, and that light, and that light is everlasting, it's eternal, see, because in your baptism, your life into eternity began, does not start one day in the future you're in the midst of it now and as christ has risen and lives once again you will too amen Do you pray with me dear heavenly father we pray that you would hold on to our hearts by your spirit that you would continually bring us into your word that you would continually put your son into our hands through communion that you would continually point us back to Our baptisms where you wrapped us with your word of grace, mercy, and forgiveness. And on this Christmas day as we remember Christ's birth, that you would keep our eyes focused. For when he comes again, as we peer through the darkness looking for that beautiful, bright light of Christ. In his name we pray.